Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, things are looking up at the nation's winter resorts this week. Vail Resorts asked a member of Colorado's southern uh, Ute Indian tribe to perform a snow dance on January 7th. By that evening, eight inches of the white stuff had fallen. Two more feats arrived since then. I think it's snowing this weekend there. Vail hopes this will bring back the tourists. The numbers of skiers are down 15% so far this year. Been a bleak year at most ski resorts, not only in uh, the West, Utah and Colorado, but also uh, uh, in the Northeast as well. Now, snow dances aren't done every year because it would not be in keeping with the idea that you only ask when you are in great need. So says Majel Boxer. He's a Native American studies professor at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. But the biggest news in travel, unfortunately, this week was the wreck of a week ago last Friday night of the Costa Concordia. And we're going to be looking at that incident from a number of angles over the next two hours. In a moment, we'll learn how the tragedy is affecting the cruise industry from Bob Levenstein, the CEO of CruiseCompete.com. Then last Saturday morning, as most of North America was just learning of the Costa Concordia disaster, in an extraordinary coincidence of timing, the Wall Street Journal Weekend Edition published a column by Eric Felton. He's an occasional guest on this show. And in his column, Eric lamented the celebratory and highly commercial activities that are planned for this April's 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. He'll join us this hour to talk about that. We'll also talk with an executive from Travel Guard about the role travel insurance could play for cruise passengers in the case of a disaster. I'll also take your travel questions and share some deals of the week, but first a quick look at some of the news in travel this week other than the Con uh, Costa Concordia. Well, imagine you're a passenger on a flight high above the Atlantic Ocean when an announcement from the cockpit tells you the plane's going to have to make an emergency landing in the sea, and then the message is repeated. Well, that's what happened on a British Airways flight this past week, about halfway en route from Miami to London. Passengers began to scream and weep, according to several people aboard the flight. But then the captain announced the warning was a mistake. All was fine with the aircraft. Apparently someone on the crew had punched the wrong button. British Airways handed out letters of apologies to passengers as they deplaned at Heathrow. A similar incident occurred in August of 2010 on another British Airways flight from London to Hong Kong. Tourists trekking near one of Africa's most famous volcanoes were killed. Five Europeans were killed and uh, two others were kidnapped. Two Germans, two Hungarians, and an Australian, excuse me, an Austrian were killed in the attack on the slopes of the Erta Ale volcano, famous for its moon-like landscape. Tension between Ethiopia and Eritrea have been simmering for years, and Ethiopia quickly blamed Eritrea. Police are still searching for the missing trekkers. Well, as I broadcast live on Saturday morning Eastern Time, keeping in mind that many of our stations time shift this show to later on Saturday or on Sunday, there are still 21 people missing from the collision of the Costa Concordia with rocks uh, uh, on the rocks off the Italian coastline near Tus Tuscany. The official death toll stands at 11. The tragedy occurred at the start of what the cruise industry calls the wave season. That's when about a third of cruise bookings are made. Bob Levenstein is CEO and co-founder of CruiseCompete.com, a website that allows customers to request cruise lines to bid for their business. He was just on the show last week talking about travel trends as it applies to the cruise industry. But I asked him to join us again today because I wondered if the Costa Concordia accident had affected bookings in the last uh, seven or eight days. Hey, Bob, I'm sorry to have to welcome you back to the show under such uh, dismal circumstances. 
Well, it's always uh, always glad to be here, Rudy. What have you found? What do you see? What do you see as far as interest in cruising? Is there an emotional reaction to what happened in Italy? Well, you know, it's been we've uh, really only get had a short amount of time to see uh, uh, to take a look at numbers, and the numbers this time of year are so high. I mean, we get about uh, 1,500 quote requests a day from consumers that our member agents can compete for on Cruise Compete. And uh, I think we're down a little bit. Um, just based on our projections, we thought we would be up around 7 to 12% in revenue. Um, we tend to grow every year as more and more people find out about us. Uh, but this year we're, we're fairly flat in January, and I think that's coming from, uh, from really four different, uh, three or four different uh, factors. Uh, one, yeah, you have some people who've looked at this thing and said, I'm afraid I'm not going to cruise. Um, secondly, you've got some people who said, I know cruises are safe because they looked at statistics, and statistically they're safer than being in your own bathroom or your own car. Um, but they said, gee, prices may go down, so I'm going to hold back. Mm. Uh, a third thing is the, the cruise lines themselves, uh, out of respect for, uh, for the tragedy, and this is really an awful tragedy, um, have held back on some of their promotions and advertising. Anything they could control that was not, you know, contractually had to run at a certain this this time period, uh, they've taken off the air, they've taken off the internet, um, just to try to let things settle down a bit. And um, clearly, that's going to have an influence in in slowing in slowing uh, quote requests and bookings. Well, let's take your second point. Have uh, do you expect prices will drop as cruise lines try to entice uh, customers back? Um, the prices are going to drop. Uh, there's really no question about that. The, the question is how much. Anytime the cruise business is very, very demand sensitive, and not even cruising as a whole, down to the price of sailing on a particular ship on a particular date, or even a particular cabin of category on that date. Um, the number one rule in cruising is you got to fill every cabin on the ship mm-hmm. because they make a lot of their money in onboard revenue, uh, casinos. Um, buying drinks, buying shore extortions from the line. And their overhead doesn't change if cabins are empty. Uh, so, yeah, there'll definitely be some price, price cuts, but it remains to be seen how much and how they're distributed. I'm starting to hear that uh, the European market is a bit softer than what we're seeing for people here in the U.S. They're a little closer geographically to the uh, tragedy. Um, but it's hard to say. This is going to be in the news for a very long time. Have you received any anecdotal in- information? I mean, have any of your folks who use your website or, I mean, you talk to people in the cruise industry all the time, have you gotten any calls from people saying, you know, I'm a little, sca- I'm a little nervous? Um, you know, I had did <clears throat> chat with, uh, with one gentleman who talked about how two of his neighbors who were not very familiar with cruising, who hadn't been on cruising, cruises, had said, you know, they wouldn't do it. On the other hand, the people that I've talked to who have been on a lot of cruises, this doesn't phase them at all. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, will keep an eye on it, and I really appreciate your uh, joining us, Bob. Terrific. Glad to do it anytime, Rudy. You have a great day. Thank you. Bob Levenstein is the CEO and co-founder of CruiseCompete.com. Uh, um, now, this is what I call live in, la- live in Large. A family last weekend rented out the entire 94-room Hotel Jerome in Aspen for their daughter's bat mitzvah. The hotel's restaurant and popular bar were closed, except to party guests, from Thursday through noon Monday. According to the Aspen Times, sources say the renter was Jeffrey Verschleiser, who ran mortgage-backed security operations for Bear Stearns before that firm collapsed. Guess he got out all right. He's now an executive with Goldman Sachs and clearly a man willing to go deep into his pockets on behalf of his 
daughter. All right, this is where I draw a line in the sand with the TSA, or maybe I should say a line in the frosting. A woman from flying from Massachusetts to Las Vegas had a frosted cupcake confiscated by a TSA agent at the airport on the grounds it was packed in a jar filled with icing, which is considered a gel and therefore potentially explosive material by the TSA. Travelers are permitted to take pies, cakes, and cupcakes through security, but they might get extra screening. When we come back, Eric Felton from the Wall Street Journal is going to join us. He's got some thoughts on how we're handling the upcoming anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Stick around. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from On Call International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. On Call International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call one 800 donate cars one 800 donate cars today Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Today. My wireless internet bill was really adding up. So to save some money, I just used my neighbor's unpassword-protected Wi-Fi for free. It's unpassword-protected because the signal doesn't go outside of the house. Now get off my couch. Not to mention, I recharge my laptop for free. Mm-hmm, not free. And while I wait for all my downloads, they really need more bandwidth. I just grab a soda. Not much of a diet fan, but beggars can't be choosers. You're not begging, you're just choosing. Neighbors are great. There's an easier way to save. Get online, go to geico.com, get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. This portion of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by OnCall. OnCall is your answer for medical and political evacuations as a traveler. They're our new sponsor, and we're delighted to have them with us. Check them out at oncallinternational.com and uh, protect yourself when you travel. Eric Felton is a columnist with the Wall Street Journal. He's a journalist based in Washington, D.C. He's a oh, He comes on the show now and then when he writes something about travel and, and has the inclination. Eric, welcome back to the show. Rudy, how are you doing? Well, fine. This, as, as, as most of us know, uh, this occur, uh, the Costa Concordia hit the rocks late, very late Friday night U.S. time. Most of us learned about it Saturday morning, which is exactly the time my weekend edition of the Wall Street Journal dropped on my doorstep. And there was your Postmodern Times column 
saying that the Titanic centennial commemorations have sunk to a new low. Um, sheer coincidence, obviously. You had written it before the Concordia happened. What, how did you feel that morning? Well, I tell you, I'm just, I, was, I was glad I hadn't written about, you know, commemoration of, of Hiroshima or something, given the you know, sort of accidental prescience about, uh, about a disaster that was yet to happen. Um, but I think the, the Costa Concordia is, gives us a, some reason to think about how it is that we're commemorating or being asked to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, um, which is, you see, even in this sort of small disaster, there, there are lives lost, and it's a terrible thing. And um, we're looking back at the, at the Titanic sinking now, which in April will be 100 years, and, um, and there are all sorts of people trying to, you know, turn this into an opportunity for a quick, kitschy buck. And um, they, they seem to be forgetting that um, some 1,500 people died that night. Well, the good news about your column is you were, you were uh, lamenting this push toward commercialization and, shall I use the word, celebration, as opposed to uh, praising it. Give me some of the examples of upcoming uh, festivities, shall I say, or commercial enterprises that dismayed you so. Well, there are there are a number of um, of Titanic cruises that are happening. There's one that will be uh, that's already sold out. That's going to leave from Southampton and in England as uh, as the Titanic did, and will follow the Titanic route. Except I think, at least I think they're planning for it to actually make it all the way to New York this time. And um, uh, in addition to that, there are uh, an auction of Titanic memorabilia of some 5,000 pieces of, uh, of uh, items taken from the wreck um, that is scheduled for April. There is in um, uh, Orlando, Florida, and in Las Vegas, which gives you some sense of the, the care and the taste with which um, the issue is being handled if, yes. if the two main places for these exhibitions are Vegas and Orlando. Um, you, you have the, the company that has the rights to salvage uh, at Titanic, which were, have basically been bought and sold from the, um, from the dis people who actually discovered the wreck and were able to get down there with submarines submersibles. And, uh, and they've got um, uh, these sort of quasi-museums in Vegas and Orlando, but they put on, um, in Orlando, for example, they have the Titanic dinner event, which is you get to have a dinner like the last one on the Titanic, and they advertise this as, you know, be part of the merriment. So, you know, the last dinner on the Titanic, merriment. Oh, and they say also, be ready for merriment and surprises. So I suspect that one of the surprises is not to take, you know, half the, the dinner guests and throw them in a tank of, of icy water Freezing and allow them water. to drown. So. Yeah, and you just imagine. I mean, imagine how we would feel if 100 years from now uh, we were somebody was celebrating our, our, our the 100th anniversary of the uh, grounding of the Costa Concordia, you know, by having the last meal they had and then tipping the room halfway upside down and everybody having a little fun. Right. Let's and, you know, it's one of, one of the things, um, uh, I, I got a letter after this uh, column ran. I got an, a letter from somebody who's an investor in the company that, uh, that does the salvage and is selling the, the, 
the uh, items in, a, in an auction from, from the Titanic. And he was uh, angry at my column and said, well, well you know, people don't get upset about um, people who, who, rest, who take gold doubloons from some ancient Spanish um, ship that had, had sunk. It's, it's, that seems perfectly normal. And, and I take his point, but there is a big difference, which is when you've got gold coins from, um, uh, from a sunken Spanish galleon, the, the coin itself has value as a gold coin and as something from antiquity. All of these items that are being sold from the Titanic, for the most part, they're being sold not because of their value in per se as some ancient artifact, but rather because of their association with the sinking of the Titanic. So when somebody's selling, like this company does, lump pieces of coal from the Titanic, nobody puts value on pieces of coal. It's only because of its association with a horrible tragedy that it has any value at all. And that shows you how kind of distasteful I think the whole enterprise has become. My guest is Eric Felton, the journalist and columnist with The Wall Street Journal. He writes a postmodern Times column that appears on Saturday mornings in The Wall Street Journal. Uh, a great writer and uh, a frequent guest on this show. And his column, you can go to WSJ.com and type in Titanic Centennial Commemorations, and you'll find his piece that suggests these commemorations are sinking to a new low. We, we can't forget the $19.95 100th Anniversary Collector's Edition necklace has got one of those ocean blue heart pendants uh, that was used as a, it was a fictional plot device in, in, in Cameron Crowe's movie called Titanic, right, Eric? Yeah, James Cameron's movie, The Titanic, the, the, there was this jewel that was the plot device. And so this is now a, 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 one of the kitschy items being sold, again, by this company, um, RMS Titanic, Inc., uh, which has the salvage rights. They've had these glass hearts made up with, with silver-plated uh, uh, chain, and, and embedded in the glass is one of those pieces of coal from the Titanic, because nothing says romance like a lump of coal. And, um, you know, it's, it, it is a shame because part of what this also shows is that James Cameron's Titanic movie has changed what people think of the Titanic. It's now, for a lot of people, the Titanic is merely the place in which a, a grand, if doomed, romance took place. And instead, it is worth remembering what riveted people about the Titanic originally was both its sort of sense of the of what fate and folly could bring to us, but that there were also, you know, great acts of heroism. And it is actually true that there were many of the richest and grandest men of the day who refused to get in the lifeboats ahead of women and children. And that's all, something worth remembering in when we hear about what happened on the Costa Concordia, where we had, you know, uh, men pushing, running over the women and children to get into the lifeboats, including, it seems, the captain who, you know, tripped his way into the lifeboat. Tripped and, into the uh, lifeboat. Yeah, just yeah. tripped into the lifeboat. That yeah. didn't happen on the Titanic. No, well said. And thank you for correcting me. Cameron Crowe's a journalist. The movie, of course, was by James Cameron, the movie Titanic. You, you make a nice parallel. You say in your, in your column, you write, and I'm quoting, imagine someone trying to hawk costume jewelry made with singed palm fronds from the Boston Coconut Grove nightclub, where a horrific fire killed nearly 500 people in 1942. Well said. Well, you know, it, it, it is one of those things where as much as Titanic became a, a, a piece of our cultural 
heritage that that is does sort of belong to all of us in in a sense because uh, of the role it's played in in a whole century of uh, of uh, in, in form, it, it really did kick off the 20th century in a lot of ways. And so it is well worth remembering the Titanic 100 years after her sinking. Um, but it is worth remembering her as uh, uh, someplace that, uh, where, where sort of grand folly played out and cost people their lives and understand the, the heroism that people exhibited at the time. And, and um, it, it is worth remembering, but not as an opportunity to sell uh, kitschy little goo I couldn't agree with you more, Eric. Hey, Eric, thank you for writing the column. Uh, the timing was, was strange, um, uh, but I think appropriate, and I, I appreciate uh, your, your doing the column. Well, Rudy, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Nice talking to you. Eric Felton is the author of the book. He's written a couple of books. One is called How's Your Drink, which is sort of the definitive book on cocktails and cocktails history. He used to do a column about that for the Wall Street Journal. Now he does a more wide-ranging column on society and all kinds, what, sort of what strikes him. And uh, obviously the celebration of the Titanic strike, struck him as reaching new lows and being very cheesy. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. I'm glad you are. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk, uh, well, we're going to take a listener call. Uh, interesting question that we might all learn from. And then after that, we'll talk about how travel insurance might affect you in, an, in a situation like the disaster of the Costa Concordia. We'll be right back after these messages. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. As a proud father of five daughters, I knew someday the wedding bells would be ringing, ringing my wallet dry. So in order to save some money, I decided that all of their special days would be on the same day. I can't believe this. Can't believe what? I've been engaged for 10 years waiting for you. It's only because you took the first one to come along. Take that back. Justin's a good girls, man. Girls, girls, this is no time to bicker. It's go time, ladies. There's an easier way to say it. Get online. Go to geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation, and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval, such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help. A deluxe membership from OnCall International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. OnCall International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to OnCallInternational.com or RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's all travel all the time here on Rudy Maxa's World every weekend. Nice to have you join us. Well, here's some makings of a hotel night from hell. A New York business traveler is suing a Finnish hotel for allegedly giving a drunk man a key to her room. She was asleep when he entered and allegedly sexually assaulted her. The businesswoman is suing Starwood Hotels and Resorts Worldwide, who operates the hotel camp in Helsinki, Finland. The incident occurred a, about a year ago. 
this wasn't just a case of giving someone the wrong key by mistake. According to the lawsuit, the man had approached the woman earlier that evening in the hotel and had propositioned her. He later went to the hotel desk, said he was not her, said he was her husband, and obtained the key to her room. The suit says the hotel did not ask for any identification. Hey, that's hotel hoteliering 101. You don't hand the key to anybody without checking their identification. By the way, the uh, plaintiff's lawyer is that high-profile women's rights attorney, Gloria Allard. So look for a lot of publicity down this road. Got a call this week from Steve Matthews in Ithaca, Michigan. He had a question for the old Sav Traver, Savvy Traveler, and uh, we, we puzzled it out a bit together, but I wanted to find the ending to the story. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bree. Good to talk to you again. Okay, let's see now. Let's let's. This is what we talked about this week. You told me that you and your wife want to join your mom. You live in Michigan. You want to join your mom in Billings, Montana, and you want to fly to Vancouver to join a, a cruise ship uh, that's going to cruise Alaska, and then return to Billings with your mother and your wife from Anchorage. And you said you had sort of a hodgepodge of miles, some on intercontinental hotels or intercontinental points. You had some Delta miles. Your wife had 14,500. You had 3,300. And you had some Flex Perks miles that you'd gained by using your U.S. bank card. And you wondered how you could sort of put all these together uh, to maybe get a couple of free tickets. Have I summarized the your first question to me accurately? Yes, you have. Except I did find out that intercontinental hotels were actually priority club points. Okay, so so we now know that the Intercontinental uh, Priority Club points you could not convert into Delta Miles, which is the airline you wanted to fly. So we sort of put the Intercontinental Miles back on the shelf, or Intercontinental Priority point Pass points on the shelf. Didn't have enough mm -hmm. Delta Miles, really, uh, because no. minimum no. round trip is about 25000 uh, on on Delta for a free domestic ticket if you're lucky, 50000 if you're not so lucky. So we sort of shelved those. And then I said, well, why don't you call your U.S. bank card, see what they'll do with your flex perks miles. What did you find? And you had about 51,000 miles, you and your wife together. What did you find out? Well, I found out I had 51,000 and she had 22. Oh, okay. And I took your suggestion, so I called Flex Perks Visa and got their, uh, through U.S. Bank, got the reward center and talked about, being able to to swap points, and they said, yeah, that was a possibility that I could transfer points from mine to hers, as a, and there'd be no fee for it. So then you'd have 73,000 miles roughly in total, or points, right. excuse me, points. Points, yep. Right. So then um, after we figured that out, she, the person I spoke to, Vanessa, which was very great help there, she said the first thing you need to do is transfer those points, because she did do some research and said it looked like we could find you a couple free trips uh, going into Vancouver, take the ship, end up finally in Anchorage, and then fly back to Billings and for a total of 60000 But she said she couldn't guarantee how long that deal would last, especially from Montana. So I did it right away and called her back after I confirmed that they were transferred, and she was able to find that fare again of um, 30000 a person to do it. 30,000 points a person between Billings, Montana, up to Vancouver, then back from Anchorage to Billings. That's pretty darn good. Very good, considering we were looking at forty to 50,000 anyplace else, yes. And great. did you grab it? And I grabbed it. Yes, I did. Well, yep. this is really interesting to me because uh, between you and me, I've had a U.S. Well, between you and me and, and uh, about 700,000 <laughs> listeners, uh, I've had a U.S. bank card for several years. I don't use it often as a debit credit card, so I really haven't accumulated many flex perks points. I wasn't really convinced about them. 
but uh, you got a very good deal, particularly because flights in and out of Montana are fairly, you know, they're usually very pricey because there's not a lot of competition. I think you got a hell of a bargain at 30,000 points for a free ticket, an open jaw ticket going up to Vancouver, coming back from Anchorage. Uh, are you and your wife pleased? We're very pleased, yes, because now we can start focusing on hotels and excursions instead of worrying about the flights. Right, and you've and, still got 13,000 uh, flex points still left over to start for the next one. Right, right. And then uh, those Intercontinental Hotel Priority Club, can, we can actually use the hotels now. Ah, right, of course, of course. And then yep. just so save up those Delta miles for your next uh, the next trip. you still got a you, you, you got a wor little work to do on Delta miles to get up to a free ticket. Yes, yes, I know. But do but remember, Delta really will good. let you go one way now, you know, for half the amount of miles. Yeah. So you're, you're close to that. We're getting there, yep. We just need to figure out how to get back once we get where we're going. <laughs> That's and, true. Steve, well, you know, I'm glad, uh, glad it had a happy ending, and I thank you for calling me. And I, I learned along, I hope, with our audience uh, a lesson uh, from you. I appreciate you doing some research on it for me. The affiliation of Alaska Air with Delta was what made it happen, too. Great. Well, terrific. Have a wonderful, wonderful cruise to Alaska with your mother and your wife. For all of your help, too. I really appreciate you getting me moving in this direction. Hey, you're welcome. Have a great trip. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. We have a happy customer and Steve from Ithaca. If you've got a question, give us a ring, 800-387-8025. Now, listen, if we're on the air live, which is 10 to noon uh, Eastern time, uh, you may well get through to the show. We may put you on the air. But don't hesitate to call anytime. You'll always get a voicemail. You'll hear, you will hear my voice inviting you to leave a message, your phone number, telling me what your question is. And uh, if it's something interesting, uh, we'll get back to you. Stick around. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. And now there's Zyvestra. An amazing dual-action tabs and targeted cream you rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And the ingredients have traditionally been recognized to work in a homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. That dizzy feeling gone. They relieve that vertigo feeling. Zyvestra is amazing. Relieve dizziness and queasiness. Enjoy life with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. If you're like me, you have personal belongings that you hold dear. Belongings you can't live without. It's precisely why GEICO makes it easy to get renter's insurance for a really low rate. Renters can protect all their personal belongings for as little as $12 a month. What belongings do I hold, dear? This karaoke machine and my vinyl record collection. You fancy a tune? Nah, I shouldn't. All right, then. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Heritage for the blind. Reminds you to be kind There's something you can do For those who depend on you Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS 1-800-DONATE-CARS today Heritage for the Blind is an IRS recognition
recognized charity and your donation is tax deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Today. Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from On Call International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. On Call International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. 43 after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you aboard. Uh, coming aboard next, uh, next week as a sponsor is Travel Guard. And uh, I wanted to jump. Well, I don't have to jump the gun. I could have Carol Mueller on at any time, but it seems particularly appropriate given that this week's big news was the uh, wreck of the Costa Concordia off the Tuscan coast of Italy. And it occurred to me that if the folks who were on that ship, uh, particularly those who survived, which was fortunately the bulk uh, of the passengers, what would travel insurance have done for them? Carol Mueller is a spokeswoman for Travel Guard. It's a uh, major travel insurance company. And uh, uh, I invited her on the show because I wanted to find out what, you know, exactly what travel insurance would do if I had, for me, if I had been on that ship and was stranded in that small village in Italy or shipped back to Rome or whatever. Carol, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rudy. Great to be on. Okay. What, what would you, if I had bought travel insurance from Travel Guard before going on that cruise on the coast of Concordia, what could Travel Guard, what could the company have done for me? Well, there are a number of things, um, particularly, I mean, obviously everybody, um, when they left, all their belongings were left behind. So um, travel insurance would cover lost baggage. It would cover your personal effects um, that were left on the ship. Any, um, you know, luckily we haven't heard of anybody who was injured uh, when they were um, evacuating, but if there were any injuries or needed to be uh, emergency evacuated, uh, medically evacuated, those types of uh, <clears throat> expenses would have been covered. But really, in this situation, the number one thing that kicked into gear, because we did have a few passengers on that ship. You did, was, have, you did have passengers who had travel guard coverage on the ship. Correct. We had uh, three confirmed passengers. So, Smart. And really, first, first and foremost in their minds, obviously, anybody going through uh, an, ordeal, an ordeal like this was getting home. How do I get home? Just just get me home. So we, and they left all of their identification, passport, you name it. Um, uh, we, we help all of our plans in any situation provide assistance with lost passport, lost identification, helping get flights, uh, flight, getting booked on flights back home. And most important in this case was message relay back home, letting family members know that they were okay. And it was unfortunate they had to use these services, but these are the types of services that we offer in all of our plans, and they were able to use those immediately when they... Uh, were uh, put on the island and were seeking help. Now, do you have staff in Europe who know the area, who know the region, who can, who can help them uh, get assistance and, and get the documentation necessary to get home? We 
have uh, various assistance centers located around the world, yes. And, and, and when you say a message relay back to the family, what exactly is that? Is that one of your staffers calling people whose names and numbers they've given you before their trip? Yep, it could be one of two ways. Actually, before you leave on any trip, you can give us uh, emergency contact information of people um, so we have it on file. Or uh, most people, yes, they'll call, they'll say, here's my mother, here's my brother, here's their phone numbers, please call them, let them know um, I'm fine and I'm working on getting my way back home, you know, within the next couple of days. All right. What is not covered by travel insurance, uh, by at least your, at least Travel Guard's travel insurance? The, the number one thing that consumers need to understand is um, in events like this, there's also events when hurricanes hit, earthquakes, those types of things. Um, fear of travel is not covered in any travel insurance policy available in the United States. So consumers need to realize that just because an incident happened and you may be planning a cruise in a month to uh, different, you know, in the Caribbean, and now you're like, oh, I'm not so sure cruise ships are safe anymore. Uh, Fear of traveling is not covered. However, there is a um, an upgrade on a number of travel insurance policies. Travel Guard does offer it. It's called cancel for any reason. And something like I just don't want to go would be covered under cancel for any reason. Obviously, it's a little bit more expensive to include that coverage in your plan. Really? You can buy cancel for any reason coverage? You just don't feel like it that morning, like getting out of bed and making the flight to the cruise ship, for example? Correct. Or you're getting married and you decide you don't and you're not going on the honeymoon. <laughs> And uh, can you give me an idea of how much that covers? I mean, I'm sure that's quite pricey uh, when you upgrade to cancel for any reason, but what percentage of your cost of the trip might that cost? It, um, so the base plan without that will cost anywhere from 5 to 7% of your trip cost, and that's okay. kind of industry-wide. And then if you want to cancel for any reason coverage, it's going to be about another 40% increase of your no, cost. So that, it's pretty major. Uh, we've only got about 30 seconds uh, left, Carol, but, but this isn't relative because the trip had already started, but uh, a travel guard policy would also cover trip cancellation if, uh, if you have a, if for a covered reason, not just because you don't feel like traveling, but I presume if someone ta you take ill or someone close to you does. Yes, that's the most important, uh, one of the most important things of cruisers buying travel insurance. You're putting down a pretty large deposit um, and pretty far out from a cruise. I mean, people are booking cruises now for the fall. You want to make sure you cover that investment. It could be three, $5,000. Travel insurance will cover you for that investment if you are sick, um, there's a, a death in the family, a number of reasons. You have to stay back um, because of jury duty, um, all those things. You want to make sure you cover that investment. And that's useful if you've, say, rented a home, say, in Tuscany for this summer as well. Hey, Carol, Absolutely. thank you for joining us. Thanks, Rudy. Carol Mueller is a spokeswoman with Travel Guard. You'll actually hear their advertisements on this show beginning uh, next week, but it was a perfectly appropriate time to ask her about this kind of coverage. Stick around. Be right back with some deals. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 52 after the hour, and uh, I mentioned uh, um, uh, a little earlier in the show about the TSA agent who confiscated the frosted cupcake at an airport because they consider uh, icing a gel. Um, and it occurred to me, I don't know if you've noticed 
I'm sure you have, if you've been anywhere near, probably even in small cities, not in just big cities, the number of chic cupcake shops that have sprung up the last several years. Gone are 60-cent cupcakes. Now, uh, uh, now cupcakes are an art form, and I wanted to look up some pricing of some of these uh, um, trendy shops. You're probably as shocked as I am to be asked to pay more than $3 for a modestly-sized cupcake. I found at a uh, store, one of my favorites, actually, called Sprinkles in Beverly Hills, it's $3.25 for a cupcake that measures 3 and a half by 3 inches. As I say, I, it's a treat, but I do it very sparingly. It's $3.25 a cupcake, but it could be worse. In Melbourne, Australia, a smaller cupcake, 2 and a half inches by, by 1 inch, um, at Little Cupcakes, costs $4.53. Little Cupcakes is the name of the store. At least the store is aptly named. Um, but taking the cake, as it were, is Tokyo Sweets Factory in Japan, whose cupcake costs $5.17. So I guess I should be grateful for the $3.25 when I get it sprinkles. By the way, if your sweet tooth is calling you while you're in Tokyo, you can always opt for a Kit Kat bar. But wait, wait, make sure you know what you're buying. There have been as many as 200 different flavors of Kit Kat bars on offer in Japan. The latest is a Cherry Blossom Green Tea Kit Kat bar. Well, it's not really the bar. It looks more that it looks like something like a crab cake. Uh, other flavors have included pickled plum soda, azuki bean, and soy sauce Kit Kat bars. Now, wouldn't you be surprised if you bit down into a soy sauce Kit Kat bar? Okay, let's look at a couple deals here. Cash register sound right on time. Uh, bookit.com. This is a part of kayak.com. Bookit.com, just like it sounds. Bookit.com is having a sale. Now, it ends Sunday night. And Sunday night, uh, it's having a sale on getaways to warm weather, all-inclusive resorts. The prices I'm about to quote are per person based on two people traveling together and include all food, drink, and lodging. But they're per person, so double them. Uh, they have resorts that are offering uh, uh, nights in Cancun until April 8th for $119 per person. In Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, in May only, $99 and up a night. Maybe you know these resorts. I don't. Majestic Colonial Punta Cana and the Barcelo Bavaro Palace Deluxe. Uh, those are two of uh, several that are participating. If Jamaica is more your cup of tea, between April 9th and June 30th, several resorts, including the Holiday Inn Sun Spree Resort and the Sunset Beach Resort and Spa, offering room deal, well, room, food, and board, uh, drinks, all the drinks you can drink, at $99 per person. That's between April 9th and June 30th in Jamaica. And in Mexico, on the Riviera Maya, again, between April 8th and July 6th, you'll find rooms for 140 and up per person at the Grand Sunset Princess Resort, the Hacienda Trey Rios Resort and Spa, the Valentin Imperial Riviera Maya. You got a book, remember, by Sunday. And I know all these numbers and names are, are too much to remember. Just go to uh, uh, bookit.com and look for their all-inclusive sale that ends uh, Sunday night. Now, I've not been to any of these resorts. I can't vouch for how wonderful they are. Sometimes you go to all-inclusives, and yeah, you can drink all you want, but it's not top-shelf liquor or wine, and you can eat all you want, and it's not top-shelf cooking. So that's something you should investigate yourself. Check out check out the resorts at TripAdvisor.com or some similar uh, reader review website and see what guests who have stayed there uh, think. Um, down in Puerto Rico, the Wyndham Rio Mar Beach Resort and Spa has got a super sa winter sale. Nightly rates starting at $148. That's for two people. If you stay four nights or more, that represents a savings of up to 40%. Now, the winter super sale is available for booking through February 2nd for travel through April 8th. Okay? 
You can check it out at WyndhamRioMar.com or just call Wyndham's 800 number, which is 474-6627. Uh, the $148 room rate I gave you does not include taxes or resort fees. They're ba based on availability and blackout dates to apply. But it's good um, February 2nd through April 8th. It's really interesting. Uh, I'm looking at these dates here, a lot of April 8th, April 9th stuff. Uh, time was when in the Caribbean and Puerto Rico, the season ended April 15th. It looks like they're sort of starting deals a week earlier now, April 8th. So winter super sale at Wyndham Rio Mar Beach Resort and Spa. 40% off rates at $148 a night before taxes and resort fees. Check it out at WyndhamRioMar.com. And those other ones I quoted you before, those selections, uh, are from BookIt, B-O-O-K-I-T.com. But remember, that sale ends Saturday night. Uh, I don't see a ending for the Wyndham Rio Mar Beach Resort and Spa sale, um, but you'll find out. Uh, but I, I would always, you know, always move sooner rather than later on these things. Hey, if you're hooked on that PBS series, Downton Abbey, you can visit the locations in the show. It's filmed largely in Newbury, about 60 miles west of London. Uh, you can plan your trip for this spring when the main location, Highclere Castle, is open and the gardens are all aflower. It'll be gorgeous. You might find some of the cast and crew hanging out at an 18th century coaching inn called Carnivon Inn Arms on Winchester Road. So if you're a Downton Abbey fan... Why don't you go see where they're filming it? That's the first hour of Rudy Max's World. Fortunately, we've got a whole other hour coming up. We're going to look take a very, very different look at the uh, uh, shipwreck that is so dominating the news. And I'll have more news and deals for you. We'll be back in about six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.